Have you watched the news lately? I recently got at a phone call from a lady in my church. And the conversations that I and many others have with her are always encouraging and optimistic. And that's why this phone conversation, this one particular day, threw me off. She said, I've had it. And it wasn't on account of one particular thing. It was actually on account of a lot of things. She had been making a list of all of these news stories over weeks that had been bothering her. Some of it was a mental list, things that were burdening her and bothering her. Some of it, though, was a literal list. She asked me, Pastor, I've never felt this way in my entire life. And after living over seven decades, she said, how do I find joy in a world like this, a world broken as is ours? And maybe you've thought about that too. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Whether you've looked at the news or you just rather pass by the headlines, it can be hard when you look at everything that's going on in the world. And I don't need to recount all the headlines for you. It could be hard to find joy in a broken world like this. But that's why we have these incredible truths from God's word. It's just this little book towards the end of the Bible. It's written by a man that was imprisoned literally by the brokenness of this world, written to a bunch of Christians who were feeling all of the burdens just like you and I do. It's given me a lot of comfort, especially in these trying times, and it certainly helped that lady too. That lady that I told you about, that she made a list. She said, Pastor, I've been writing this down. She had the classic yellow legal pad, and with her left-handed slant, she had written down all of these things, and she turned them into a mathematical equation. Truly, a bold line underneath all of them, and then she had an equal sign, and she said, Pastor, do you know what I wrote next to the equal sign? A big, fat question mark. If you were to quantify all of the circumstances in your life and in the world today, and you were to create a mathematical equation, what would be your conclusion? How would you sum it up? When you think of the headlines of what's going on overseas and even in our own country, when you think of what's going on in your home and in your own community, when you think about the last thing that you saw on the news or something that was shared via social media, when somebody talked to you, how long did it take before they shared something that wasn't encouraging but another bit of bad news? You tally all of those things up. Maybe if you're like me, you can easily come up with not just a question mark but a giant fat exclamation point next to the question mark because our world is filled with uncertainty and it seems to only increase as such. So what do you do? How do you find joy in a world that's broken like ours? That man that I mentioned before who wrote that little book towards the end of the Bible, it's actually a letter and it's written by a man by the name of the Apostle Paul. And he was writing to these Christians who were experiencing more and more persecution as the darkness of the world was closing more and more in around them. These Christians are the Philippians, the town of Philippi is in North Greece. And as Paul writes to them, what do you think he's going to say? As Paul's literally writing from a place of darkness, do you, do you want to know where he is when he's writing this letter? He's not on the coast of Greece basking in the Mediterranean sites. No, he's in prison. And as he's writing to people, what, what is he going to say? Is he going to say, you know, I think this is about the time we should pack it in. Well, that might make sense. That's not what he says, though. 
Does he kind of sound like Eeyore, you know, that donkey character in Winnie the Pooh who always speaks of the doom and gloom? Oh, this is just terrible. It's only going to get worse. No, none of those things. In fact, he sounds incredibly optimistic. One of the words that he uses most commonly throughout this letter to the Philippians is the word joy or the verb rejoice. In fact, towards the end of the letter, this is what he has to say to them. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Now, this might be the time where you think he got bopped on the head by one of the guards and immediately tried to write a letter or maybe he's going senile or something, but that's not at all the case. He can and he does encourage and even call Christians, not just then, but you and me today, to have joy. He doubles down. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all this calm sincerity that you do have, a sincerity that is found in no one else than, than in God alone, who showed such a caring consideration for us in our humble estate. But he doubles down even further with a promise. Rejoice. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. You have this incredible promise from a God who never backs away from those who find themselves in a broken world. Look no farther than all of the promises that God gives you in his word to prove that he is near, which also encourages you to find joy in this broken world. Promises like, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. He promises to listen to you as a father listens to the concern of a child. He tells you that he knows you by name. He reminds you that you are his and he is yours. Look no farther than all of the ways that God has laid out in his word that you have a joy that is beyond your circumstances. You see, for the one who had joy before him, he set that aside to endure our scorn and shame. And so God gave his son, Jesus Christ, to earn our salvation, to pay our debt, to erase our guilt so we would have peace and, yes, even joy. And not just for a time, but for eternity. You see, those words might seem simple and even passable, but they're anything but that. The Lord is near, gives you a joy that is not tied to your circumstance. In fact, all of God's promises create a summation that is much more powerful than any and all of our circumstances. So I talked with this lady and simply shared these words with her. Look at what God tells you. The Lord is near. She's so thoughtful. Do you know what she did? She said, Pastor, give me a couple hours. I need to think about this and I'll call you back. How easily do any of us, myself especially, kind of give a few minutes to something and then move on? Not her. Well, she called me back in a couple hours just as she, she said she would. And I said, well, so what do you have? I knew she had something. She said, Pastor, I have another list. And I thought, oh no, here we go. She turned on the news or a friend called her and this list goes from bad to worse. No, not at all. She said, I have a different list and I wrote this one out too. But this isn't the first day that I've had this list. In fact, I've had this list as far as I can remember. I just overlooked it. It's all of the things that God tells me that he has done for me. That, that is a joy that is not tied to our circumstances. In fact, it is a joy 
that nothing in the world can give or take away. So whether you are in a literal jail or in the prison of depression, whether you're stuck with worry and fear, more and more compounding uncertainty about what's coming down the pipeline tomorrow, next month, next year, no matter if you're facing economic ruin, financial struggle, worries and fears about your health or that of a loved one, yeah, there's plenty out there that would make us, well, conclude that all we have are question marks. But thankfully, God, who is near, gives us a joy that is not tied to our circumstances. It is cemented in the God who not only promises, but also proves by his power and has provided through his Son that we have a joy that lasts forever. And that joy is greater than all of our earthly circumstances. The Lord is near. Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Before you go on with your day, can I ask one big favor? Can you think of someone who could use the message that you just heard? And would you share this episode with them? God loves to use regular moments just like this, a click and a share to connect people to his word and most importantly, to connect souls to their savior. Thanks for sharing this episode and have an amazing day.